Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, we got a new All Atlantic champion in AEW. That's right, Orange Cassidy uh, uh, became. The uh, the the next All Atlantic, second. the second. Yeah, I was like, was there anybody? No, Pac won it first. Yeah, uh, he became uh, uh, the new All Atlantic champion tonight in the main event. Thrilling match, really good stuff. Good to see Orange Cassidy. I look, you and I are both big Pac fans. I've always loved Orange Cassidy, though he's a lot of fun and he's he a terrific a fun. wrestler. And uh, yeah, I think they said what was it, like his sixtieth win or something like that. Sixty eighth. Oh, too 68th. bad they couldn't wait just one more match. They couldn't have given him one match on Darker Elevation and made and it just 69. Have, have him be his first title win. I guess I saw on Twitter is his eighth, no, ninth, ninth try at, at a title. Ninth try wow. at a title. That's awesome. They could have done him, the though. 69th win. Come on. Come on. So this is what I'm talking about where AW Creative is just in the toilet. They don't think about these details. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee you, if Cody was still there, it would have been on a 69th win. A 69th I guarantee win. it. You might be onto something. You might be onto something. Yeah, it was a really solid ma- match. Both championship matches tonight were really good. Uh, mm-hmm. We also got Jericho versus Danielson 3 for the Ring of Honor title. And uh, we saw Daniel Garcia finally make his choice. You saw this coming a mile away. Uh, he ends up hitting Brian Danielson with the Ring of Honor title. Uh, seemingly... Uh, rejoins Jericho Appreciation Society if you ever was out of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 just because you could see it coming doesn't mean it wasn't effective. Still, Daniel Garcia's been doing a hell of a job uh, selling this whole story from the very beginning. And I'm interested to see, we're going to get another match between Garcia and Danielson out of this, and I, I don't know how anybody could be upset about that because the two previous matches they had were both really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, th- this is good stuff. They've been doing a hell of a job with Garcia. I'm curious to know where it's going to go before I buy. You know, I could you see it coming a mile away? Maybe like a couple weeks ago, I thought if they were going to pull the trigger, maybe do it there. He's been doing phenomenal work um, in this story, so I am curious to see where it's going to go. 
Um, I mean, clearly he's going to keep on feuding with Danielson. And like you said, nobody should complain about another match between Garcia and Danielson. That was really good. Earlier in the day, it was made official. Renee Paquette, all elite. That's right. Uh, of course, she spent a lot of time with WWE. Was their first woman's uh, announcer on Raw anyways. Um, and uh, and uh, and just absolutely terrific. Of course, she's got her own podcast, The Sessions. Yeah. Uh, given you know who her husband is, this isn't terribly shocking, but it's also uh, it's 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 pretty great. Just it's from her awesome. own career perspective, man, she she adds so much to anything she's in. Uh, a pretty terrific signing here for AEW. Absolutely. Um, you saw that. I'm sure you saw that still floating around social media of basically the entire crew of of W backstage, with the exception of Booker T. Yeah, it's right. now in AEW. There's that one yeah. that was going around with where Punk made his debut on backstage. Yeah, everybody in that shot, I believe. Yeah, is it now is. in yeah. AEW. Well, Gold Joe, I, mean, I guess Renee. I guess Phil's uh, uh, status <laughs> up in the air, but everybody. Else. Yeah, yeah, they did. They sort of missed the opportunity to uh, to complete the circle, but contractually, maybe he's still actually with the company. Oh we yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, pending we just, investigation. We just don't yeah. know. We don't know. Don't there was know. a reference. There was a reference. There, there was a couple of references. I, I thought in the whole Mox uh, Hankman bit. There was one direct one and one that you could interpret for sure. Hangman dropping an amazing promo, which I hope leads is going to lead to bigger things. I don't really think that he's going to win in Cincinnati on Tuesday. But my God, when I was watching this, I was like, I really have no case to make now for uh, uh, your assertion that Tony Khan never should have taken that title. <laughs> he's so good. And he was yes. sidelined forever, man. So hopefully this means that he's not going to be sidelined yeah. uh, anymore. I mean, he made reference to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega not being around, that disappearing. Uh, the Dark Order, one by one, seemingly disappearing. He made a couple. Um, there, he made a reference to CM Punk, potentially. I thought Mox did, too, perhaps. Um, yeah, you can read between the lines for a lot of that stuff. I mean, just by nature of everything that went down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so uh, so no, I, I thought all in all, I thought it was a really solid episode of Dynamite. You know, if if you re if you take out the the War Joe match, which really had no point in being there. I mean, I like War Joe, fine. wasn't really motivated by anything. Uh, give us another women's match. I thought it'd been a pretty stellar episode of Dynamite. Yeah, I, I dude, I think that the you know the women's division stuff. I don't know. You you go back a couple weeks when Soraya came back. You know, I'm going to bring change to this division. Is there's no change? They started at 6:30 tonight. I don't know how long that match was, but it wasn't. It was about uh, 10, was it like 11, 11 minutes. 10. Okay. And you know, they just jammed their top stars into uh, on dynamite into a single thing. The Nyla Rose stuff was really good later on. That stuff's yes. really terrific. She's yes. she's hilarious. Nyla is great. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's a sort of par for the course. AEW. Uh, so let's just go ahead and, uh, and, and kick things off. Dynamite kick things off with Renee Paquette coming to the stage to a wild reaction from the Toronto crowd. Uh, she welcomed everybody to Dynamite, introduces Christian Cage, asks him how it feels to be back in Toronto. He says it's great to be back. As, uh, and as the face of Toronto and all of Canada, I'm going to guarantee a victory tonight. It's like the Maple Leafs losing in the first round of the playoffs. Guarantee. Uh, without further ado, let me introduce... Luchasaurus, and we had Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy. This is a really good bout. It's a really good match. Yeah, they, they, they tons of time for this one. This is probably, I don't know. I've seen most of Luchasaurus's match in AEW, matches in AEW. 
This is probably his best one. This was terrific. This was fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. That Poison Rana looked gnarly, by the way. They always look gnarly, though. They do, but this one is spe- it looked a little bit more slow motion-y than, than the other ones. Well, he's and he's so big. is like 6'7", yeah. He's so massive, but like <laughs> this one seemed just, oh, it was a try-not-to-wins challenger. It really was. It really was. So uh, down towards the finish, Luchasaurus looking for his finish. Jungle Boy set of elbows out of it, hits a crucifix bomb, gets a two. So Jungle Boy is looking for a kill switch. Instead, Luchasaurus lifts Jungle Boy in his shoulders. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's what his lower third said tonight. Hmm. Is that the first time it said that? Wait, what's that? Jungle Boy's lower third said Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Not just Jungle Boy. They've been, I know commentary's been referring to him as that so much lately. It wouldn't yeah. shock me if his uh, Tron has said, or his lower had said that before. But yeah, I think That's they're the first transitioning time I noticed that him today. Uh, Lou here in chat mentioned the table spot. Yeah, earlier Jungle Boy hit a sunset flip powerball. Oh, Flat the says the- all out was the first time. All right, thank you. Uh, through the table shows how much I am paying attention. So uh, Jungle Boy is on Luchasaurus's shoulders. That's when Jungle Boy hits the aforementioned poison. Rana follows with the kill switch with Jungle Boy. Sorry, with Luchasaurus kind of like on his knees just starting to get, get up. Luchasaurus kicks out. So Jungle Boy locks on the snare trap. Luchasaurus gets to the bottom rope. And Jungle Boy is trying to pull Luchasaurus back towards the middle of the ring, but Luchasaurus is holding on with his left arm, I think. Because mm-hmm. Jungle Boy is working the right arm. They have the arms backwards mm-hmm. anyways. But Christian's helping Luchasaurus hold on to the rope. Well, Jungle Boy sees this, tells the ref, but then goes down the floor and starts chasing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian gets back in the ring, gets up top. Luchasaurus hits basically a choke slam off the top rope and falls with his finisher, that burning hammer type deal to get yeah. the win. Yeah, good win for Luchasaurus too. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that feud, that whole thing continues. Uh, after that, Renee interviews Ethan Page and Stokely bath- backstage. Stokely shakes Jose's hands. The iPads involved are talking about contract tampering. Matt Harding, private party, step in. Stokely says, the firm has purchased private party's contract since Matt wanted them free. Uh, Matt said, yeah, I wanted them free from the firm, too. And then Page challenged Cassidy to a match on Rampage. If Isaiah wins, they're free from their contracts with the firm, but if Paige wins, Matt Hardy's contract then belongs to the firm as well. It's so convoluted. It really it's, is. It's it so, really is. What's the motivation for any of this it's, shit? It's, it's, to, uh, it's just the, it's the contract tampering stuff with WB. That's it. Is it, This is just this whole thing is just one big shot at the contract tampering. It stuff. really is. But it's so convoluted. <laughs> you're like, well, is this is this is this is this a rib? Are they trying to stick it to WB? What is it? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What? Mark Sterling has been Dan Lambert levels of annoying lately on TV. Yeah, you got that right tonight, especially. (laughs) You got your hottest act. One of your hottest acts. Maybe your hottest act, the acclaim. And then like two weeks. Well, let me be more than that. A couple weeks after they win the title. You have this guy come in and like, "Uh, no, I got trademark for everything you do now. You can't do what's get you help help get you over. I'm like, okay, this is like Wardlow bullshit all, all over again. So, so when I in doubt, you go with the litigation. Uh, okay, uh, uh, route that, and it's 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 kind of lame. It's that was going to bring me my that was going to bring me my question though. Is that a shot at whatever the CM Punk or the whatever the the threatening legal stuff is? Is Tony Khan just sort of taking whatever's happening in his private life and applying it to like this Mark all the Mark Sterling stuff? Because Mark Sterling's everywhere. He's everywhere. He trademarked Varsity, and now he's trademarking this. And I'm like, is is this like a shot that this is sort of like on the downloads? Is like a rib? And didn't Vince used to do this shit? <laughs> When he used to like take like he'd do he'd do ribs like stuff that's happening in real life that people kinda don't maybe know about a little bit, and then he'd like just put them on air. Is that gonna happen to us in ACW? We're we gonna be taking our private lives and just putting them in stories. Well, I certainly hope not. Um, matches, sorry, matches. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a, a you know, a reference to CM Punk or a reference to maybe Tony Khan just thinks it's funny that every other day when he's looking at wrestling news sites and WB's trademark some ridiculous name like was the one they trademarked today uncle howdy uncle howdy and uncle harper yeah um sees that it's like well that's 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 silly i'm gonna i must have mark sterling trademark everything maybe he just thinks i mean he's probably dealt with a lot of lawyers in his day so maybe he just you know knows that they're like annoying or something like that i don't know it's just he's every sterling's everywhere i know and it's like i get i totally i get and i and i agree with you i get the idea of oh you want some heat you know, you got to take something away from from the good guys so they can fight and get it back. You know, I get that. It's I just, get that God, too. But Sterling but if, is so. It's, it's Sterling much. and then it's Nice and Josh Woods, and, and no disrespect to them because they're both really good wrestlers. Yeah, but they but lose always. They always lose. They just lose. So if it's a situation where Sterling says, "Well, you can earn. I'll sell the trademark to you. You can have the trademark back if you give us a title shot," I'm like, "Are right, you just giving it away then? Mm-hmm. You're just giving mm-hmm. that away, yeah. and it just doesn't make any sense." Yeah. So if it was if it was against a team that I thought, well, heck, this team has a decent shot at maybe getting those tag titles. Mm-hmm. If it was like I don't know Lucha Brothers or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. like oh okay, well man, I mean I don't think the acclaim's going to lose, but at least that puts the thought in my head uh, that this possibility could happen. That's a good comparison of the Wardlow thing because Wardlow was so hot that immediately oh litigation brought out Sterling. Sterling. I know. And then it just sucked. Anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to completely. No, that's fine because it's a good segue because Warjo had their match next against the factory. This is the match that I could have done without. <laughs> although <laughs> yeah, start, although yeah, it's cool ahead. that Sean Spears came back. So it starts with QT Marshall cutting a promo, just making fun of Warjo's name. Yeah, right. Should be. I agree with him. Should be Samoa Low. Come on. It, that's, you know, but makes the, sense. the whole premise is you just take two parts of the name and shove it together. You're doing the exact same thing. Nah, because you got the Samoa Joe part, Samoa, and then Low, the Wardlow yeah, part, it's, Low. Yeah, it's, it's so the same Samoa exact low. thing. It's but it's same, two different words, Samoa Low. But it's still parts of their names. It's the same exact thing he's making fun of, okay? Hmm. It really is. Agree to disagree for that. Uh, so uh, this, the outcome of this match was never in doubt. War, War Joe wins. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, 
puts uh, Camarado in the clutch. He passes mm-hmm. out. So afterwards, Warlow doing the powerbomb symphony to QT while in the embassy. Walk down the ramp. Prince Nana mm-hmm. says, disappointed at War Joe for sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. And then Cage grabs a mic says, no one here wants to see Wardlow powerbomb QT. He's wrong there. Yeah, uh, everybody wants to see everybody that. Everybody wants it's to see great. that. No one to yeah. see War Joe stick their nose in our business to help FTR last week. He's wrong there too. Yeah, right. Easy to know where the Philly that. street fight is. I'm not going to take his word away. He thinks is is accurate or not, Brian. Kitch. Why would he have ever tweeted that? I don't know. Uh, so he asks, "Has anyone ever even seen FTR today?" I wouldn't let them into Canada. Of course, this brings out FTR. Dun, 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 uh, and the Dax says, "Fuck," on live mm, TV. Yeah. They try to yeah. bleep it out, but you get a little bit of it. Yeah. And it says, "Well, there's only there's three of us, uh, but War Joe just had a hard night, so I can't ask him to work Friday too." But we have a partner He's from Canada. Out comes Sean Spears with the whole 10 gimmick back. Ba-da, 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 that was great. I mean, that theme song sounded almost exactly like his WWE. A little bit. Da-da, 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 da-da. The whole perfection with the 10 instead of the I. He has the 10. He's got the new shirt and everything. He needs the, yeah. the whole the vest with the high collar. He the needs the high collar. Ten. He needs all the that Zartan back. collar, yeah. The laminated 10 with a little hair in it, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> he throws Eric Solo in the ring and FTR hit him with the shadow machine. Yep, and then that's going to go down on uh, Friday FTR. And so, so they call themselves the Pinnacle now again. I guess so, so it's still, yeah. It's still the yeah. Pinnacle. Uh, so after that, we had a Chris Jericho in 2.0 interview. Uh, Parker says Danielson's a piece of garbage. Uh, he said Brian made this personal by trying to poach Garcia by breaking up our happy, our happy family. Menard promises that serving Garcia some humble pie will hurt us, but worse than it'll hurt him. And then Jericho says, you know, Danielson forced me to hurt Garcia. Garcia hasn't returned my calls and texts. He says, tonight I'm the Lionheart. I'm going to go out there and out-wrestle Brian. I'm going to out-fight him, and I'm going to leave Toronto, the ring of Jericho champ. All honor the Ocho. Yep. Yep. Let me got Swerve taking on uh, Daddy Ass. Yeah, man. Billy Gunn. Was he shouting out your Philly Eagles, dude? That, that gear of his seemed awfully, uh, it was like, it was that green. It was nice green. Oh, it wasn't Volta. It was ass. green. Yeah. Daddy ass. Yeah. With some silver. Yeah, it looked like. With I mean, like I some don't know. silver Zubaz pattern. <laughs> it looked pretty some cool. pattern like, on oh, the back. Yeah. Look at that. Early on, Billy was intent on 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 lowering his, his shorts. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted he, to show. Yeah. He wanted to expose his buttocks because yeah, he's, he, he's, he's daddy ass. Yeah. Daddy ass. Yeah. Uh, so Swerve's working over Billy's leg throughout. Uh, at one point, he hits the swerve stomp. Billy kicks out of that. That was a nasty look. His swerve stomp too. Mm. So, oh God, it was. Yeah, yeah. So Swerve's looking for a house call. Daddy ass swats it away. He's looking for a sleeper suplex. Well, Swerve reverses that into a roll up and grabs the ropes to get the win. Afterwards, the acclaimed come down to check on Billy because Swerve was really working over his knee. They're all about to scissor. Mark Sterling comes out with Tony Nese says they uh, we brought an important document with us. And he says it's a document that was issued by, quote, the greatest company in the greatest company, the greatest country in the world, United States. Uh, this document says that Sterling owns the trademark to the term scissor me, mm-hmm. which means that uh, the acclaim, they can't scissor anymore. All the T-shirt sales belong to Mark Sterling, tells them at first they were about to scissor anyways. He's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? Go ahead, because if yeah. you do, I'll sue you. And you'll have to drop the titles because you can't, you know, something like you can't have any, you won't have any money, so you won't be able to hold on the titles or something like that. Yeah. Um, says, but I'm willing to work with you on this, so think of some ideas. I have some, but until then, he says, scissor me, daddy niece, and then he does it to Tony niece. There you go. 
after that, we had, oh, boy, two great promo side. This MJF one was really good, too. Yeah. So before he really gets a chance to say much of anything, Stokely steps in. He says, uh, we uh, we caught Yuta and put him to sleep. MJF says, hey, you know, the rest of the roster might that might find that funny, but not daddy. He says, this is straight. He's talking about being interrupted. He says, this is strike two, and if it happens again, I'm going to fire you. And then uh, he's asked about Regal. He says, you know, he's about as villainous as Mary Poppins. Uh, we have a dark past, one which Regal doesn't even want to be reminded of. He says, was I going to shake you to his hand? Because that was originally what he was asking. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if he said Regal has a dark past or they. I couldn't. I, I was trying to type this as as he was talking, so I don't know if he Oh, says, I didn't get the context. I didn't. I don't know. If, he, if, if Regal is villainous as Mary Poppins, he has a dark past, or he said they. I thought he said they, oh, but it oh, could be okay, wrong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that would make a little bit more it sense. It would make more sense if he said past. Regal yeah. had, a, had, a, had a dark past. Yeah. So uh, he says, "Was I going to shake Yuta's hand? Even I don't know." He says, "You know, I've had to do a lot of self reflection over the past week, and you know, at a young age, I learned the hard way that nice guys finish last." He says, "I know a lot of the locker room hates my guts, and so does the audience." He says, "But they have no clue what it's like to be me." He says, "I wake up every day knowing I have to be the bad guy." He says, "You don't like me? Tough shit. I don't like myself either." He says, "But that's what it takes to become champ." So I'm the man with a plan, the man with a chip, and a generational talent. I thought MJF's strongest stuff that I've ever seen from him was when he in the punk and the punk stuff when he was talking about being picked on as a kid because he was Jewish, and this was shades of that. And it's so good. It, it is, is so fucking good. It is. It is really good. It is really good. Uh, I still think this is all kind of his plan to to make it seem like he's distancing distancing, distancing himself from the firm, only to eventually use them when he wins the title mm-hmm. that could very well be because I, mean, I, I mean yeah he says i'm the man with the plan i feel like this is all part of his plan yeah if he uh you know plays up the baby face stuff wins the title he is wildly over right now but he also understands you know if you look at the rock especially in the early days after he was the the, the blue chipper or whatever they called him back then just yeah. rocky my uh yeah, yeah yeah rocky my via yeah um he, he switched you know he he knew how to manipulate the crowd you know good guy bad guy good mm-hmm. guy bad guy kind mm-hmm. of thing and i feel like mjf is sort of toe in that same line oh definitely definitely he does that really well really really well mm-hmm. uh then we got a mox interview mox says after three years damn it's good to be in toronto for much of that three years i've been champ says the they've come far and wide to come to knock me off the top of the mountain he says but being champ ain't fun in games everyone is gunning for you a lot of guys get there and crumble other pressure and self-destruct punk reference mm-hmm, yeah. uh says the champ doesn't have the luxury of fear anxiety or second guessing being champ it's a dirty job and you have to be ruthless but i love this job and that brings me to the cowboy hangman page so hangman comes out mm-hmm, and he, he just mm-hmm. waves at mox to give him the mic and so mox does and page says you know, what do you have to say about me? I want you to say it to my face. Another punk reference, potentially. Yeah. He says, no, actually, I feel like you said it all last week. You said you respected me as a person. I'd be lying that uh, coming for you, that meant the world to me. Because I watched you for the last three years and come to respect you in the ring and outside of it. You're a hell of a champ, hell of a father, and hell of a husband. And there have been times when I looked at Mox and saw the kind of man I wanted to be. And then they cut to MJF. He's sitting up in the in the luxury suite. Mm-hmm. And then Paige tells MJF to listen to this. So he says, but last week, you shattered the illusions I had about you when you called me a nice kid. Is that how you feel about me? Am I a kid to you? And then Paige is still holding the mic. And Mox mm-hmm. leans in and says, yeah, that's exactly what I think about you. He says, I don't think you're the same guy who knocked me off a ladder a year ago. Uh, next week, 
if you get the shot to take me out, I don't think you have the guts to pull the trigger. And then Paige says, well, maybe you're right. I hesitated in May and it cost me my title. I went for the trios titles and we failed. I've had to watch as week after week, the Dark Order seemingly disappear. My old friends have disappeared. And for all I did, I'm left with nothing. So no, I'm not the same. I'm angry. I'm depressed. The medicine ain't working. But I'm still here because I'm a man. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I've been choked till I turn blue. I've been beaten in the face. But I keep coming back because I'm a man, damn it. And he's hitting himself in the head while he's saying this. Yeah, it's really good. So he says, so I know uh, what I have to do in Cincinnati. I don't care if your family's in the crowd. I'll beat you within an inch of your life to take back the title that I let slip away. I have nothing except my shot and my word. And next week I get my shot. And tonight I give you my word. I will be the next AEW champion. And that's when he, he turns a little bit and the camera catches this red lump <laughs> on his head. And mm-hmm. he keeps on like touching it. Um, and he says, unlike him, MJF, I want to come to you and tell you that face to face, man to man. And he leaves and he bumps into Mox on the way out. Stellar stuff. Tony Conchin never taking the belt off this guy. Uh, you give Paige interesting stories and long reign. He could become one of the hottest things in all professional wrestling. Ball yeah. drop. Ball drop. Yeah. Having Phil beat him. Uh, let me ask you about this segment specifically. This isn't a knock on the idea to do it because I think it was a good I think it was a solid idea to do it. The crowd seemed distracted by MJF. And in fact, at the end of this, this didn't boggle my mind. He's wildly over. This was a stellar promo. And the crowd at the end of it was chanting MJF. I really liked MJF's performance when they kept on cutting back to him. He seemed intrigued and not mocking it like, you know, a, a mustache twirling villain. Um, he, he seemed interested in what Hangman had to say. Um, if you're Tony Khan, do you put MJF out there as the, you know, potentially distracting the crowd? I thought it was a good move. I, I was like, I would not have thought, oh, they're all just going to start paying attention the entire time to MJF. And, and and not pay attention to this Hangman promo. Um, but in retrospect, I don't know, maybe you don't put him out there and you let the, the this entire spotlight focus on MJF. I mean, and, the, I'm sorry, the, entire, Mox. the entire duration of the story between Mox and Hangman, MJF has been up in the, in, in the, in the suite, watching up there, clutching his giant chip. Why would this be any different? Eating his popcorn. So I guess if nothing else, you're continuing on with that particular detail to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand. I mean, for me, obviously I'm a huge hangman fan. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I was into every word he said. Yeah. As I, was I, yeah. I, I don't like, I'd only really pay attention to MJF when they cut to him. Granted, I'm not in the arena where I could just look at MJF rather than looking at what's in the ring happening in front of me, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. And I would imagine a lot of people who watched it on TV probably had the same uh, take on it that we have, mm-hmm. you know, because we didn't have the luxury to decide what we were going to look at. We were looking at what was presented to us, and that's yeah. the only option we have. We can't control the edits uh, right, of yeah. AEW television, you know? Um, Not yet. But yeah, in terms of the in-arena experience, you'd like to have people, you know, hanging on every word that Paige is saying because it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, he's yeah. in there. He's pouring himself his heart out, and he's getting himself a giant lump on his head. <laughs> to yeah. to state his claim in front of this guy who's belittling him that yeah you're right I don't have anything now but I just I have me I I'm, yeah. I'm a man I keep coming back I get knocked down I come back you know and and it, it's the best stuff he's done since dropping that title 
It is. It and, absolutely is. Yeah. And and it'd be great if people in the crowd were focused on that rather than MJF. But again, you set you set the stage consistently with this framing. Yeah, and I've, I just, I've you seen have to carry on with it. I've seen that sentiment, uh, and I'm like, you know, I get it. Yeah, I but get everything's it. in everything's in hindsight. Like, you know, you have the major players here, and MJF is that looming threat. Yeah. Uh, the the observer who wants to he, he's, you know, he's the, the puppet master. What you could do then, I guess, if if and when MJF beats Mox for the title, depending how the match next week plays out, depending how Page loses it, if they want to come around to do Page versus MJF for the belt after mm-hmm. MJF wins it, that's mm-hmm. something Page could bring up. Yeah, it's like I was out there and I tried to talk to Mox man to man, and yet you were up there. You're a sideshow, yeah. Yeah, uh, taking the focus of everybody away. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. maybe that's something they could touch on. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a, a really well put together video package for Jericho Danielson, and then we had Jericho Danielson for the Ring of Honor title. Um, this really was a, fen- a phenomenal match. Yeah, the, the the whole you know the Jericho being the the Lionheart. Uh, you know. Was it's just really good stuff. He's doing phenomenal work these days. He is, and it's nice touch they have that uh, uh, white zombie song playing as his theme mm-hmm. starts out with yeah. Judas. They don't do the record scratch, which I appreciate. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the record scratch. Does anybody in WWE still have a record scratch? I don't think so, but Dolph seemingly so used that almost exclusively for a good stretch. Because... <laughs> It was more record scratch than music. Uh, yeah, Sammy. They don't do Sammys anymore, do they? Mm-mm. I think it just goes straight into his his theme. Yeah, so, does. anyways, uh, the end of this match saw Danielson ducking a Judas effect attempt. Uh, Jericho ducks a head kick attempt. Jericho pushes Danielson into the ref. We get a ref bump. Uh, they hit double clotheslines. Daddy Magic puts the Ring of Honor title in the ring. Jericho picks it up. Daniel Garcia runs down to the ring, snatches the title from Jericho. Jericho pushes him. Danielson hits Jericho with an E plus. Garcia runs to Danielson, blasts him with the Ring of Honor title. Parker puts uh, the ref back in the ring. Jericho covers Danielson to get the win and retain his Ring of Honor title. Jericho hugs Garcia. 2.0 embraces them both. Yuta and Claudio come to the ring with Regal to run off the Jericho Appreciation Society. Part of me is hoping that this isn't necessary, that this ends up not being Garcia rejoining the Jericho Appreciation Society, but just having his own motivations for doing this. I love the idea of, I just got it stuck in my head, I guess, because I brought it up so damn much, of Garcia being the guy to take down Jericho for the Ring of Honor title. I'm like, okay, well, maybe he wants to be the guy to dethrone Jericho, and that's why he did this. Yeah, And so that's part of his grander plan. Um, but I, I hope it is something more interesting like that as opposed to him yeah, just being I, sports I, I suspect that it was something like that maybe uh, as well as, you know, keep your friends close, your enemies close. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, he wants to be the guy that beats Jericho, but also part of that plan, he needs to he needs to have Jericho think that, oh, I'm back in the JAS fold. So he right, feels comfortable. Yeah. So he can let his guard down. I like the idea of Garcia on his own. Anyways, when all this is said and done, I don't need him to join a faction. I think it'd be cooler if he was just, you know, yeah, a lone ranger, man. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, next, Renee interviews <laughs> Nyla Rose. So Vicky tells Renee to address Nyla as TBS champion. And Renee says, well, you're not really the champion. And then, and then Nyla says, aren't I, though? Aren't I? Aren't I, though? Aren't I, though? Possession is nine-tenths the law, so like Sylvester Stallone, I am the law. 
She said, like Sylvester Stallone in that movie about judges, I am the law. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. So then Anna J walks in, challenges Nyla to a match on Rampage. Uh, Anna says, then I could take the belt and show everyone what a real champ looks like. And then Vicky was like, no, 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 you don't do it. And then Nyla says, no, I'll, I'll I accept, uh, says to Anna, uh, Anna J-A-S, you show up on Rampage and I'll whoop your A-S-S. She's so good. She is amazing. She's a great Twitter follow too. Yes. Everybody go follow Nyla Rose. She is an awesome, awesome Twitter follow. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Ikaru Shida and Tony Storm. Who is currently the number one contender for Tony Storm's interim title? I don't know. But uh, Shida's got a match with her next week. Is it which would be title? really good. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. So Yeah, which would be a really okay. good match. Okay. All right. You know, when's the last time they updated the uh, the ring? I think Tony talked about that recently. He said, yeah, I'll update them eventually. <laughs> Essentially. So the last update was August 31st on the website. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I know he did talk about that recently. Mm-hmm. I for, I don't even know what he said. He I said, I either. got too much. He's like, I got too much going on. I think he but said I it was got... like a fluid thing where essentially if, if he wants to book a match based on rankings, he'll do that. That's what he was doing already. I know. I wonder if I wonder if the whole like joke about FTR being number one contenders was just getting to him. Maybe because like that is a pickle right there. It's like oh, they're number one ranked. Since I mean, April. Yeah, what, maybe what he could have done is just been like, well, they're they've moved out of the AEW tag rankings into the Ring of Honor tag rankings where they are the champions. I don't know. I it's know, wrestling. but they're signed to it's AEW wrestling. contracts. You think they'd want the AEW tag titles too? Yeah, but it's wrestling. You can kind of do whatever. You know. I mean, he can, but like in terms of their motivations, their motivation has been pretty clear. They want, they want to, they want to build their legacy as the greatest tag team of all time. If you're going to do that, you want to win as many titles as you can. Yeah, I know. So I there's know. really no way to justify things on their end why they wouldn't cash in like immediately to get those tag titles. That's my point. Says, their boss says you're not in that division anymore. Well, they all they could say is well, number one ranks based on your rankings. Yeah, I know, but this it's like for those tag it's titles. Like, it's like a story. They wouldn't say that. They would just be like, okay, cool, because you write it that way. <laughs> now, there's no writers in AEW, Steve. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. There's no writers in AEW. As, as evidenced by Dak coming stuff. out. As I'm by, sorry, you're right. People just fucking say stuff in AEW. Dax came to the ring and said, fuck tonight. That's the first word out of his mouth. So. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> It's got to be yeah, at at, a, at ACW Resurgence. It's going to be the first thing out of our mouths when we hit the ring. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this match was, was was what, 10, 11 minutes long? Really good. It'd be great if we had like two or three really good 12 to 15-minute women's matches in AEW. I need to turn that into a fucking sound clip. That's <laughs> we say it every week because it's true every week. I know. Give, yeah, give the women's division at least two matches on yeah. Dynamite. They got the talent to put on amazing matches. Yeah, I know. Tony, yeah. give us more women's division matches, please. This Sorry, was really good. Uh, uh, legally, I can't uh, can't address that. Jamie Hayter's theme, I, I, I keep on meaning to say this. Her theme is great. It's pretty cool, huh? It's amazing. I remember yeah, I watched great. a clip of, uh, I think it was on Twitter, of, of Mikey Ruckus putting it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. I'll, I'll, if if you, I don't know how much he tweets. Maybe he tweets a lot. This was a while ago too, so you have to go quite a ways. I'm sure on the Twitter timeline to see it. But if you get mm-hmm. a chance, to check it out. Check it out. It's really cool how it's all put together. Anyways, that was a tangent. This match was really good. Uh, Sheeta got a, a much needed win. Uh, Pitt and Britt 
Um, uh, really fantastic bout. So the finish saw Tony hit Britt with a DDT. Sheeta falls with a sliding elbow. Uh, Tony hits Britt with Storm Zero. Sheeta covers. Jamie then tackles Tony into Sheeta to break up the pin. So then Sheeta boots Jamie out of the ring. Tony falls with a DDT, so it kind of takes him out of the match for a bit. Britt's looking for lockjaw. Sheeta reverses into a roll-up, gets a two, hits an elbow, a falcon arrow. They trade a bunch of roll-ups, mm-hmm. and then eventually Sheeta gets the final roll-up for the win. I like that Taz said on commentary, the more you trade roll-ups, the tighter the roll-ups get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a super tight roll-up. Yeah, it was. She was, like, stacked on her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, after that, we had the most Let Me Tell You Something Brother promo I've heard in a, in a while from Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Butcher says, uh, uh, the British, I'm sorry, the uh, Blackpool, Com- British Combat Club, Blackpool Combat Club t- trying to make Roosh look bad last week, brother. And Blade says, good luck messing with the real men like us, brother. Let me tell you something, Jack. It was so, it was just them screaming. They, man, they, 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 they were so cool back in the day when they first came in. It was like, oh man, these guys look like fucking, they're something out of like eight, the 1890s. They look like villains from the Nick. Well, I even like when they used to, like when they had, they were in all, all white. They had the white jeans on. Yeah, that was on. cool too. Yeah. Like they've had several really cool looks. Yeah. Their presentation's now, always been great. They just Let can't me ever, tell you something, brother. They can't even, they just, again, Tony Khan dropping the ball creatively. I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, I looked over. I know, it's the not enforcer's chat. I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, then we got our main event uh, Orange Cassidy versus Pac for the All Atlantic Championship. This is an awesome bout. Oh, boy. This I want to see Pac do more comedy wrestling or making fun of comedy wrestling because they're that bit early on where he's got the upper hand and, and Orange is on his knees and he puts mm-hmm. Pac's hands in his pocket and starts making fun of the, the shin kicks. Yeah. Gosh, that yeah. was so good. He was having yeah, that was a really blast. good stuff. Yeah. So Pac's dominating early. Uh, during the commercial break, he pulls Orange up to the top of the ramp, hits him with a tombstone, and says, Hey, Rap, <laughs> come with me to the ring. I'm going to win this by count out. They did like a jumping tunes, tombstone during picture and picture. I know. That's, <laughs> and then they came back from it. this match was. So then they Orange, showed it on replay a million times. Orange wisely, rather than trying to get up and walk, just rolls down the ramp. Yeah. Just barely beats the 10 count. Pac puts on a brutalizer immediately. Yeah. Uh, Orange gets to the bottom rope. So then Pac goes to the floor, walks towards the timekeeper area, but the ref, Bryce, intercepts him and says, no, I saw what happened last week. This ain't no hammer for again. you. Yeah. yeah. So then Orange hits a suicide dive, gets back in the ring, or a suicide dive DDT, hits another DDT in the ring. Pack is the absolute bestseller of DDTs because he completely, oh, he does like a full bridge. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Where was I? Uh, and then uh, Cassidy hits an orange pa- uh, punch, covers, Pack kicks out. So Orange goes up top. Pack rolls the apron, gives Orange a thumbs up. So then I don't know what Orange was thinking here. He jumps off the top rope towards Pac, and Pac just kicks him. Mm-hmm, yeah. Orange hits a beach break, looks another Orange punch. Instead, Pac catches him, hits a suplex, locks on a brutalizer. Orange rolls to the rope, so Pac yet again slides out of the ring, goes to the hammer again. Dan Housen's down there by the timekeeper area, curses him. Mm-hmm. So Pac hits him, refs there, spins Pac around, says, give me the hammer. Pac does, mm-hmm. but while... Referee Bryce is dealing with a hammer. Pack sprints over. This was so... Th- How many times do you see someone look under the apron and try to find something? 
Peck oh, runs. he knew exactly where this was. He runs right <laughs> over to the apron, pulls down another yeah. hammer, gets in the ring. Uh, he runs right into a punch from Orange. Orange picks up the hammer, and, and the ref sees it. And the uh, ref's like, don't use it. Don't do it. So Orange hands it over. Pack rolls him up. Orange kicks out. Two Orange punches later. Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy is a new all Atlantic champion. I had uh, orange confetti falling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was rad. It was awesome for Orange Cassidy. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. I got a thread here on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Great way to support going in raw. $5 a month to get access to our bonus episode. It's be dropping tomorrow. We're doing a, a numbers don't lie section with uh, Bailey. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do for our lead. Maybe we'll do that. The what did the idea you had for uh, the AI art? Oh, that'd be fun. Um, I wanted to do that as zone video because like the audio crowd like might not be into it, but at some point I want to do that. We need yeah. to do that. Yeah, we do need to do that. We do need to Maybe do we'll that. do a traditional subject and then we'll do that in the middle somewhere. That sounds good. Uh, the orange flash, sorry, the yellow flash I have orange Cassidy on my mind. The yellow mm-hmm. flash. How would you guys repackage rampage? What day of the week and start time would you give it? Remember when uh WCW Saturday night was on? Remember what yeah, right. day of the week that was? Saturday, Saturday at like five Oh five or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, six oh five on TBS. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, right. I thought that's what they were gonna do in the first place. Yeah, I, I know. thought that's what they're gonna do. Uh, make it a studio show. You know, like don't don't film it. Don't film it like with the, the that's other what stuff. Dark Elevation is that's their studio show. Oh, do they still do that uh, as like I a studio so. show thing? I think so. I don't yeah. watch that shit. So yeah, and as far as repackage, it's fine. This is Rampage. I'm fine with the rest of it. Um, and I mean, it's got like, yeah, it needs a better time slot. Uh, but it's got some good stuff going for it. Uh, Andrew Connolly says, uh, not an AEW question. Do you think with war games coming up, can they do a triple threat one, uh, with the OC judgment day and Ray and edge and someone else? It's possible. There's been three, three teams in war games. Yeah. The first one in NXT had three teams, didn't it? I think I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blake see. Whitehouse here says, "Which Christian promo is the most heel thing he said in AEW? Bringing it up Jungle Boy's dead father, and wanting to smash Jungle Boy's mom or tonight when he said he wished Jr. was on commentary." Well, that's the most offensive thing right there. God damn! Wow, what, that's nuclear heat you got there with me, Steve. What's up with that? Look, man. So I, we're getting this news right here. This is some breaking news. What's that? I'm trying to find out if it's if it's real, but somebody keeps. Oh wow, yeah. Zach Clayton officially signed with. I AEW. saw that earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. What are your thoughts on that? Your you know, favorite thing is going to get me to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You love him. You can't. You don't even have words right now. You're speechless. You love Zach Clayton so much. The reality. Well, the reality is your favorite wrestler is now AEW Larson. Well, I guess the, the, the good news is I don't watch Darker Elevation, so mm. we'll have to, won't see him on my television anytime soon. The bad news is he's now exclusive, so he can't work ACW. What a bummer. Like that was going to be your birthday present next year. Really? Are we going to... Give the gift of, of, of bringing the wrestlers to ACW for a birthday <laughs> gift next year. As long as as long as I can get them for seventy five bucks. Say, hey Steve, happy <laughs> birthday! I brought in Sid, and you're like, did you do this for me or for you? Yeah, well, it's Sid impersonator. <laughs> happy birthday, Steve! I brought in Sid. 
Oh, man. I'm pretty sure it's you. He's staying on my couch. <laughs> His feet hanging off three feet. Uh, let's see here. Uh, David Matushek, do you think that AEW should still be allowed to have non-wrestling TV shows? So there's like a rumor that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh, it wasn't a some... rumor. It was from an interview that a Warner Brothers Discovery executive did with Hollywood Reporter. A report, a report, an interview, confirmation, confirmed that Warner Brothers wants shoulder programming, so non-wrestling stuff, mm -hmm. like a cooking show with Nyla and Vicky. I think that'd be amazing. That would be great. Really, if they took the backstage stuff from Road to the Top and made that its own show, that'd yeah. be wildly interesting. But the problem is Cody made that so good. Without Cody, he was the main ingredient. You didn't watch Cody. that. You didn't watch Road to the Top, I guess, at all, did you? I didn't watch a book. All right. I think I watched the very first episode, and you're right. The backstage stuff was the best. With uh, who is it? Julia <laughs> Flat says AW backstage cannot have cameras right now. That's a good point. Well, I feel like oh right my now they probably could. Oh my god! Instance. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was like last week that Sammy Guevara and Andrade got I, into man, it. Man, ratings, man, right there. Yeesh! All sorts of legalities. No more interviews with Ariel Helwani. Oh, let's see here. Um, I, okay, so David's question here was, should they still be allowed to have non-wrestling TV shows? Wait, what? Yeah, if, yeah. I mean, if they think it's going to get some numbers, yeah, why not? I don't know. Like, he talks some more stuff about, like, w, like the new head of Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zasloff, but I don't even get what this is all about. Yeah, here. I'm not sure. I mean, it, I, what seemingly what Warner Brothers Discovery is trying to do is is produce television that they can they can make on the cheap. They're trying to keep costs down. Yeah, and right. if you have a group of people already in a space, and mm -hmm. all you got to do is introduce a couple cameras and you get a show out of it. Yeah, right. That strikes me as a pretty cheap show to produce. Yeah, especially when there's all sorts of crazy shit going on backstage. Exactly. Good point. I'm on board. Luis Areza in recognition of the acclaimed super overness, but fairly underwhelming merch. Oh, their merch sells like wildfire. You can say you can cri critique the, the, you know, how good it is or not, but like it sells like crazy. Yeah. Uh, he says this, who else or has had mediocre slash underwhelming merch despite being over Roman fucking reigns. His merch is awful. It is so bad, but he's like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his shirt his shirts his merch is are, is routinely really bad. <laughs> really honestly, most people in WWE. All yeah, right. Yeah, I think they're days. getting better. They're getting mm. better. Hold on. I'm Seth I swear Rollins under... ever had a good shirt. No, but I feel like Seth Rollins personally greenlights all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's great. No, this here it's great. Yeah, do this. It's great. Hold on. Apparel. I'm gonna go here. Let's see here. Okay, Bray's always had good stuff. Yeah, I feel like he has. He's somebody, got the Mothman shirt. Somebody now. does his stuff for him. Yeah, or whatever that thing is. Uh, they're coming out. They got all these great, like, uh, sort of old school in your house, like T-shirts, like Buried Alive, Undertaker versus Mankind. Oh, that's looks cool. like the looks like the cover of a VHS. Um, where'd you find that? Is that under the new stuff? Oh, I don't know. What is this? Top sellers. This is top sellers. I need to go to newest items. That's what I need to go to. Uh, let's see here. Okay, we got a couple rock shirts here. Survivor Series War Games. Yeah, okay, never mind. A lot of this is trash. God, this all this looks like something this looks like shit from Redbubble. What the yeah. heck? Yeah. 
Oh my god, yeah, look at that club look at the club the shirt for the OC. The back of it is just a giant screen print saying, I, I got your back. I know. It's really bad. That's awful. Yeah, this is trash. Never mind. You're right. This is terrible. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. It's bad when the Miz's shirt is the best one. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just sort of like a it's just a giant screen print. Looks like a I know. tabloid. I know. That's pretty cool though. All right. Uh let's see here. <clears throat> Uh, oh, this is good. Alex Foster. WWE and AEW have decided to bury the hatchet and have a softball game for fun. Besides Sid and Braun, what wrestlers should be on each team? I don't know who plays softball in WWE and AEW. Well, I mean, that's that's just the joy of softball is that you just pick up the bat and take some hacks. I don't think you have to. I feel like the butcher would be good at, at softball. Yeah, I could see that. I think the butcher would be good at softball. I could see that. So that's my pick. That's my one pick. Um, I picked one person. That's it. I will say Seth Rollins. He's he's an athletic guy. Um, there you go. Perfect. Uh, Cameron asks, when do you predict AEW will start doing house shows? I don't know if they ever will. Never. They they let their people do indie stuff, so that's that's their house that's shows. That's kind of their house shows, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find these uh, in your house shirts. I can't find them on here. Moses supposes says, "How do you see the Jungle Boy Christian feud playing out?" Uh, Jungle Boy will eventually beat Christian. <laughs> will he get his win back from Luchasaurus Man? Yeah, he'll do that. Maybe like a cage match or something. Yeah, there you go. And he'll do something crazy off the top of the cage, and he'll win that. And then whenever Christian's arm heals up, he'll beat Christian. There you go. It's good. Good stuff. I'll send you the link to that in your house thing. Thank you. Shotzi has a cool shirt on here. Uh, now I'm now I'm missing the in your house one. Anyways, that's gonna do it for the show today. Thanks everybody for hanging out. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.